Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. And again, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. If you are listening in Tampa, Florida, well, you're listening to uh, the Bill Bunkley program, but Bill is under the weather today, and I have the privilege of sitting in and guest hosting for him, as I do occasionally. So uh, I welcome our listeners in Ohio. I welcome our listeners in Tampa, Florida. Uh, By the way, uh, we were talking earlier about your piece of legislation uh, to protect children, to protect parents of children in your Florida schools. And uh, I uh, I applaud your governor, your state legislators, for their courage in passing that legislation. Could we trade governors for just a little bit? Now, we have a Republican governor, too, um, and he has a pretty good pro-life record. But other than that, well, maybe maybe we could work out a, a swap just for just for a few months. Yeah, well, then again, maybe not. Uh, the Southern Baptist Convention continues to deal with this um, scandal. I think that's an appropriate word to use. The uh, the Southern Baptist Convention messengers a year ago um, demanded that an independent um, task force be put together to investigate sexual abuse within the convention. They, in turn, hired an independent agency uh, called, uh, what is it, I think, Guidepost. I'm pretty sure, yeah, Guidepost Solutions. Well, just last weekend, last Sunday, they released a uh, 200-plus page report which has sent shockwaves not only through the Southern Baptist Convention, but through America. Um, It unveiled the fact that some of the upper echelon of leadership in the Southern Baptist Convention had been um, rejecting accusations about sexual abuse among pastors, youth pastors, and so forth. And uh, they had been keeping a secret file of pastors that had been credibly accused of sexual assault, sexual abuse, and even those who had been convicted. Uh, They had the file. They had the list. They kept it secret. They... um, pushed back at efforts to deal with this problem in a straightforward, honest, and forceful way. Now, it's important, and I've tried to give this distinction every time I discuss this, because it's very, very important to understand the makeup of the Southern Baptist Convention and how different it is from other denominations. Technically, The Southern Baptist Convention is exactly that. It's not a denomination. And the difference is every church in the SBC is completely and totally 
autonomous. The convention officers, the convention trustees, the uh, convention messengers have no authority whatsoever about what happens in the thousands of churches that associate themselves with the Southern Baptist Convention. Every church is autonomous. The uh, convention can't hire, fire a pastor, transfer a pastor, and that makes them completely unique from the other mainline denominations. All of the accountability is horizontal and almost none vertical. Uh, The only thing the convention can do is, uh, if there is evidence to do so, they can disaffiliate a church which simply means they can just say, don't call yourself a Southern Baptist church any longer. Uh, We're kicking you out of the convention. That's it. And pardon me for being repetitious about this, but you cannot understand how this all came about unless you understand that. Uh, So that's right at the top. But anyway, this... uh, 200-plus report mentions names of people who knew about the abuse, did nothing about it, hid it, uh, kept it secret. And uh, so anyway, uh, the, the big news today is that the Southern Baptist Convention has released that list. They've released the list. Now, it depends on the news source. Uh, Baptist Press, which is one of the authoritative news sources within the convention, says the list has 585 names. Uh, One of our local TV stations here in Columbus just released a report and says that there are 700 names on the list. I haven't seen the list yet, but it was released today. And uh, there are a number of names redacted. Why? Quote, the redacted are names of survivors, confidential witnesses, and alleged abusers against whom allegations could not be substantiated. I think that's important. So the list is somewhere between 585 and 700. These are Pastors, associate pastors, youth pastors, volunteers, uh, deacons, members, and leaders in Southern Baptist churches that have had verifiable accusations against them concerning sexual abuse. And many of them, not all, but many of them have actually been convicted for the uh, sexual abuse. So the list that has been secret for so long is now public. I think that's a good thing. The interim president of the executive committee said this, My hope is that it will show transparency and a commitment to learn from our past. My hope is the survivors will know that they are seen and believed their stories have come out into the life. Southern or into the light, pardon me. Southern Baptists made it clear that they want transparency in the area of sexual abuse. I am committed to serving our convention by making simple common sense steps that position us to reach the nations 
and the neighborhoods with the gospel. Um, So they have released this list, and I think this is a very wise, smart um, first step. Another, and and by the way, I don't want anyone to think that I am trying to diminish the scandal, and it is a scandal. But we must deal with it in a non-biased, balanced way. This report came about because pastors demanded it. At last year's convention, the uh, the pastors and others who go to the convention, this year it will be in Anaheim next month, are called messengers. And every year there are several thousand messengers. And they go, they listen, they meet, and they vote on resolutions. A- again, I think this is very important. This investigation came about because the rank-and-file pastors within the Southern Baptist Convention demanded it. I think that's a very good thing. And I think, uh, does the report make much of the leadership of the Southern Baptist Convention look bad? Yes, and rightfully so. Okay? Let's just be completely honest. These things should not have been covered. They should not have been swept under the rug. Uh, Sexual abuse survivors should not have had a deaf ear given to them. But let's not paint with too broad a brush and understand that this investigation would not have taken place except for the fact that the overwhelming majority of pastors in the Southern Baptist Convention said, we demand an investigation, we want the truth, we want transparency, and we will let the chips fall wherever they may be. We demand the truth. And as a result, this report, and I really do believe that the convention is going to respond, first, in a biblical way, secondly, a moral way, and third, in a proper way. Will it hurt? Yes. Will it harm the cause of Christ? For a time, yes. Could it lead to a sense of revival and repentance? Yes. And that's what I'm praying for. I'm praying that as Southern Baptist pastors and churches realize what was going on, certainly not everywhere, but far more than it should, I pray that a sense of sorrow, disgust, and repentance will sweep through the convention. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. I love music. My wife loves music. We both love music. We uh, uh, we were both 
at least part of time, music majors at college. We uh, we uh, began singing together, doing duets long before we got married. I love music. I really do. I love gospel music. I love Christian music. I love hymns. I love a lot of the contemporary stuff. Uh, not all of it, but some of it. But I'm telling you, there are some really dumb songs out there. In the Christian world, I, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what they are, but there are a couple. Uh, when Joy and I hear them on the radio, we just look at each other and we either chuckle or go, oh my goodness, that is one of the dumbest songs I have ever heard. Yes, there are some really dumb Christian songs. Just dumb. But not only Christian songs, there are other really, really dumb songs like, you may remember the old song that said, love means never having to say you're sorry. Yeah, remember that? I believe it was from the movie Love Story. I'm not sure, but uh, that has got to be one of the dumbest things ever put into a song. Love means you never have to say you're sorry. Are you kidding me? If you love someone, you will have no problem at all saying you're sorry. And, oh, my goodness, that's just dumb. Love means you never have to say you're sorry. Well, that has become the theme song for a whole lot of people on the liberal left after the recent Georgia election. Yeah. Remember all of the controversy about the new Georgia election reform bill? Nobody's going to be able to vote. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be horrible. Minorities will be kept away from the ballot places. They won't be able to vote. The number of people voting is going to decline. People are going to be disenfranchised. Remember that? Disenfranchised. The controversy became so hot that companies like Coca-Cola said, we may just leave Georgia because we can't stay in a state that won't allow people to vote, particularly black people. And then there was Major League Baseball. Remember that? Yeah, Major League Baseball said, uh, this new law is discriminatory. It's evil. It's wicked. And we could never have the all-star game in a state that will not allow people to vote. Voting is a part of America. It's part of our culture. It's part of our foundation. And so... We are going to take the All-Star game out of predominantly black Atlanta and move it to lily-white Denver, Colorado. Yeah, you remember that? Well, um, how did things go in the first election after that law was passed? Um, Records. The state of Georgia reported record early voting turnout. Uh, How much so? Three times the number of people who voted in 2020. Yeah, remember the liberal left? There'll be no early voting. And 
President Joe Biden, on three separate occasions, called it Jim Crow 2.0. Remember that? Major League Baseball said the legislation restricted, and I'm now I'm quoting from Major League Baseball, restricted fair access to voting and voting rights for all Americans. The uh, commissioner of baseball said, I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star game. Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. Well, there were no restrictions, and actually more people voted. It was a historic election, and it was exactly the opposite of what the left said. The reason I bring that up, Major League Baseball has been asked by a number of news sources, are you going to apologize to Georgia and Atlanta? Are you going to apologize to the businesses that lost millions of dollars because of your false conclusion? Because of the lies you spread about this legislation? Are you going to apologize? And at that point, Major League Baseball began singing Love means you never have to say you're sorry. No, they are uh, refusing to apologize. Yeah, so I guess if you're a leftist, uh, love means you never have to say you're sorry. Wow. I mean, just wow. Hey, folks, have a great weekend. Please remember those who gave their lives, and please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern.